I know exactly why, but I feel like that Chumbawamba song. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for The Mandalorian. I'm just going to warn y'all now. I'm 50 shades of tired as hell. <laughs> I have had five children calling my name saying mommy and I only gave birth to four. I don't know what convinced me to get two 11 year olds and then a five, four and one year old for the night. But I can tell you right now. It's like I made a mistake. But I did want to get out the Mandalorian podcast because I've been super excited for this show to come back and it did not disappoint. I just had very little time to actually devote to recording today because that one-year-old man has a lot of fucking energy. Just like so much. Or maybe I'm just getting old. It could be that as well. But I am definitely one and done. And if I needed to be confirmed of that fact, I definitely learned it tonight. So we begin chapter nine, The Marshal, which is directed and written by John Favreau. I give this episode a 9.2 out of 10. We start in the ghetto. Oh, I ain't got no fat motherfucker. Westside, bad boy killers. You know who the realest is, niggas. We bring it to you. I really like the aesthetic of this scene, the glowing red eyes and the shadows. I don't know what's going on, but sounds like we definitely got a little bit more street in our Mandalorian. Mando rolls up in a fighting type of underground where he meets with a mob boss named Crash Cash. I didn't quite get his name. To get more information about where some of his kind may be since he is telling everybody that his mission is to reunite the little one with his own species. But apparently word has already gotten around that wherever Mando there is the child. The guy that he met up with double crosses him because he wants his Vesker armor. Everyone runs out. But this is a quick fight for Mando. And I laughed out loud when baby Yanni put himself (laughs) in closed mode. Like, um, I don't want to see what's about to happen because I know it's going to be bloody. So let me go ahead and shut this. That should have been an indication to everyone else. He quickly handles the thugs and they get his uh, theme music going before he cattle ropes the guy that crossed him hangs him from a light post and says i promise you won't die at my hands if you give me the information i think he says go to tattooing there is a mandalorian there in the town of mayo or most pelgo and then he keeps his word by not killing him himself but he turns off the lights and allows for the creatures in the dark to have a snack off to tattooing they go 
and they meet up with an old friend. I was happy to see her back, but I cannot remember her name. <laughs> the mechanic with the drones, and I thought it was nice that she remembered. Like, he, he don't like drones, but he's like, yeah, the Crest could use a tune-up, and I'm kind of cool with drones now. And so he allows for them to, uh, to work. Still a little weird on the stilted acting between them, but I'm going to get used to it, I guess. It was much, much better than the previous go-round. And she really wants to keep baby Yanni. She's like, oh, I guess things have changed. Oh, the baby! That is just like, so me. Like, yeah, I'm happy you're here, but I really want to know, where's the baby? <laughs> and she offers to babysit, but Mando's like, nope. He goes where I go. And then she is able to bring up a map using one of the R2-D2s to show him where most Pelgo is. It is an abandoned mining town and it's supposed to be a place raided by bandits where the mysterious Mandalorian is also supposed to reside. So off on the bike, Mando and Yanni go. They camp with the locos, the sand people, uh, speak their language. The town, once he gets there, is awfully, not unfriendly to newcomers, but definitely side-eyeing them. He goes to the bar for info because where else would you go <laughs> in an old western town? And is told the man he is looking for is the marshal and he also happens to be standing right over there. We then meet Cobb Vanth, who is in fact not a real Mandalorian, and reveals as much when he casually removes his, but he is Timothy Oliphant. I'm sexy and I know it. I'm sexy and I know it. So apparently there is a code that if there is a fallen Mandalorian and a real Mandalorian shows up, he is allowed to request that man's armor so that they can return it to his kin. And despite the fact that he uh, knows this and he's being civil by offering to have a drink with him, the kid is snooping around. So he says, I thought you were going to kill me immediately but then i saw the little one and thought i might have a chance he says i still want you to take off that damn armor and he's like now and he's like yeah right now in front of the kid he's seen worse that's what yanni was saying as he was falling <laughs> into some pottery the earth starts quaking as they do their Mexican standoff and this ends it as they go outside and Tremor passes through <laughs> before devouring an unsuspecting animal. Yanni was hiding like
What the fuck was that? Cobb Vaughn then makes a deal with Mandalorian saying, okay, so that was a crypt dragon. You help me kill it, I will give you this armor as I have been using this armor to keep the town safe. Mando thinks this is a rational deal and takes him up on it. He wants to go get his aircraft and blast it from the sky, but he's like, that's not going to work. He can hear the vibrations. So he says, we have to go kill it where it lives and it's not far. So off on the bikes they go. I love that Cobb Vance was all pimped out. Like, yeah, I was watching Pimp My Ride on MTV back there at base. <laughs> we then get the backstory of the town. After the second Death Star exploded and the Empire fell and everyone celebrated, there was an immediate power vacuum from the mining coalition that stepped in to annihilate everyone. Cobb Vonth got away, stealing some crystals, wandered for a few days until he was saved by the Jawas. The Jawas like, oh, we really want these crystals cause, you know. Just shake that ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. Just shake that ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. If you have not watched Rick and Morty, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Go right now to HBO Max and watch it. I think it's on Hulu too. In exchange for the crystals, the Jawas give him the armor, and this allows him to go back to the town, take it from the the overthrowers. What do you want to call them? The killers, mining coalition. <laughs> he destroys all of them, sending a rocket to the ones that thought they got away, and it's super cool. They are then set upon once they get to or get close to a passage to where the creature lives by the muskin but mando speaks their language he's hung out with them a few times and finds out that they want to kill the crypto dragon too cop Vonth isn't really friendly with the muskin as they raided the town several times but the muskin say well you guys stole our water insults start to go back and forth especially after vomp does not accept their peace offering and that's what you do when you're you're a what do you call it <laughs> making an alliance thank you with someone else that you usually do something of their custom to show respect so him not accepting that drink although it was foul was an insult mando ends their squabbling via his lovely flamethrower pointing out they have a common goal and if they want it to be accomplished they need to stop fighting with each other yanni being at daddy's feet was so adorably cute i know we really can't be calling him his daddy but he is they set the bait the next day of a banta at an abandoned salaric pit slash cave where the creature lives tuscan feed the dragon the bantha to keep it sleeping but the creature has changed its uh its meals and eats the tuscan instead the creature is definitely larger than vomp had anticipated because he is pissing his panties as mandalorian volunteers the villagers as reinforcements they go back to the villagers to tell them the news discuss the deal that they made i love that it's a town hall type of thing they will take the tuscans they will take the carcass 
and we'll never attack the town again because okay we have food we have something to keep us going in our bellies and the town will no longer have to worry about these raiding attacks tensions are high but as mando says working together is pretty much their only hope Cobb Vonk accepts the token of peace between the tribes and I thought hey he's learning from Mando <laughs> and they work while the dragon sleeps because the only place it is vulnerable is at its belly so they need to plant some charges get the creature out of the cage uh, cave far enough so that they can explode them and destroy it that is the game plan however it does not go according to plan i got very distracted because i wanted a whole spinoff with joe because she was adorbs with that hair black girl magic in star wars hey the town <laughs> and the bandits then work together but most of the bandits i saw were prey for the dragon who literally spit out green acidic shit Just as I was thinking, Mando and my man's Vonf is nice and cozy so far away <laughs> from the acid rain with the best armor. They come in the clutch when the plan fails because they do get it out far enough to explode the charges, but it only partially succeeds or doesn't really doesn't succeed in killing it. So off they go with their rocket packs. And weapons to fly to the creature and it's all i ever wanted but i was really feeling bad for yanni because his look was so sad at being left behind i believe i can fly i believe i can touch the sky i think about it every night and day spread my wings and fly away i ain't gonna lie during this entire battle and it was an amazing battle between the villagers the tuscan and this dragon i couldn't help but think about his safety like is anybody watching him right now because y'all just flew away and left him in the pack mando does come up with another plan tells Cobb vonk why don't you distract it so he throws a rocket at it and that reptile had a look of death He tells Vonk take care of the little one before allowing himself and another uh, Banta to be eaten by the creature. And then he handles himself like a fucking boss by coming out of the creature, using his weapon, and then setting off the detonator where the rest of the explosives were. And down goes the dragon. Now, I feel like this was or should have been plan a <laughs> because a lot of people died during plan a as a lot of people seem to have been annihilated <laughs> but it's a victory for all as they have finally gotten rid of the dragon and the tuscans finally have a buffet that should last them six to eight months because damn that was a lot of meat even mando got himself a nice chunk i was like damn that's a nice piece of steak right there 
what was it the muskin or the tuscans found i wasn't sure what that little pearl was if someone can explain that to me i feel like i'm just missing something like was it i don't think hopefully that wasn't like a baby egg or something i don't know but there is a mysterious black cloak figure looking very much like a mandalorian watching mando ride through the desert and he said he needed them for a particular reason right to guide him through the cycle of yeah that's as far as i got with that one <laughs> that sounds a, like a great transition to some feedback If you want to send feedback, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it via audio or via written format. If it is audio, please under 10 minutes. First up, we have a newcomer. I love getting feedback from newcomers. Let's hear what she has to say. Hi, this is Jaylee. I'm a longtime listener of your podcast, but I've never sent in feedback for an episode. So this is exciting. Yes, it is. Just finished the first episode of the second Mandalorian season, and I have to say it was awesome. Baby Yoda, I can't remember what you named him during your season one podcast, so I'm back. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with Baby Yoda. Yeah, we, we named him Baby Yanni. <laughs> it's the cutest in every second of this episode. I was like, where's the baby? <laughs> when he was looking around at everything happening at the fight, and when he closed his carrier, adorable even when he's just reacting to the crazy stuff that's going on around him i melt please give me all the serotonin you cutie pie he is so freaking adorable the opening fight scene with mando and the random thugs was great but it could have been longer in my opinion especially since it's the only time we see mando fight the rest of the episode true when mando said you won't die by my hand I knew he was going to think of some clever way to kill him, but I thought he was going to let him drop on his head or something. <laughs> I remembered him going to Tatooine in the first season. I just didn't know that was where the mechanic lady was too. When she said she wanted to keep baby Yoda, I was like, get in line lady. I call dibs first. Side note, her hair was much longer than the first time we saw her. How much time has passed? That's very true. And I didn't even think about that. I figured it's enough for word to get around that wherever you see Mando, you will see the child. She continues, I wish we knew more about Mandalorians and their creeds and rules. As much as I like the sequence in Mos Pogo, Mos Pogo, <laughs> yeah, I can't say that word, which was the majority of the episode, I don't understand why the armor was so important that he would battle that giant dragon to get it. Part of me wants it to be that Mando is just that kind of guy that he would help a town in the middle of a desert with a giant snake that eats their livestock <laughs> out of the goodness of his heart. The other part thinks he was literally honor bound to get the armor back. I think the latter one, I think, yeah, the latter one is exactly like he's just honor bound. I, can't, I feel like they, Timothy Oliphant, his character was saying something like that in the bar like oh i think you know he's honor bound to do this like i'm in a situation he's in a situation but yeah 
like he said i don't know though because didn't first season all we saw was him getting money getting paid like he kind of didn't need it but you know it kind of helped <laughs> i thought he was going to let timothy oliphant keep it but he didn't which kind of sucks what if the raiders come back what are they going to do then that final sequence when he went into the dragon's mouth was everything i didn't expect him to get swallowed i thought he was going to wait for it to swallow the bantha then blow it up i did too and i think he gave um it over just because it is an honor thing and to look, timothy oliphant his character was kind of like well this is the only reason why i needed to protect these people and i get what you're saying about the raiders but then mandalorian says the one thing i do know about these people is they keep their word so i think there was a mutual respect of it he says until the other ones break their bond so basically if war starts again it's going to be you guys popping it off i guess this is star wars and disney so we're supposed to take their word for it but yeah i hear you sis because <laughs> i'm the cynical part of my brain was like yeah i'm jumping around but when the dragon was roaring i was like wouldn't it be cool if it breathed fire <laughs> then it was spitting the acid stuff and i was like that will do <laughs> that'll do piggy that'll do yeah no the acid thing was actually a nice twist because yeah it's a dragon it should spit something the only thing i didn't like about the episode was the voiceover flashbacks in the first season a lot of stuff was implied they didn't have to explain flashbacks and they didn't have a lot of exposition i love that they showed us what happened to the village but if they just showed us without the voiceover i think we would have understood what happened through context i can see that as being the case i this season i do believe they stated they wanted to try to incorporate more star wars stuff and for someone like me who is not as versed in star wars I kind of found it beneficial because it gave me like a time frame and the only thing I can really think about in Star Wars is when the Death Star exploded the second one so this actually grounded me a lot in exactly what time period we are in but I understand if you're probably way more you know this was exposition heavy bias just needed it <laughs> overall i'm super excited about this season and i can't wait to see what antics these two get up to next i agree favorite line of the episode mando it lives in a bandit sarlacc pit the marshal lived on tatooine my whole life there's no such thing as an abandoned spandin sarlacc pit mando there is if you eat the sarlacc <laughs> can't wait to hear your thoughts peace well, I am excited to hear your thoughts on the next episode. So keep that feedback coming. I love fangirling with like-minded individuals. And I also love fangirling with those familiar faces. So up next, it's Miss Mimi, who, by the way, totally came up with Baby Yanni. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. I just finished watching Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. And I got to tell you, I freaking loved it so much like that was that was a banger like that's how you open up a new season and I cannot wait at all for this this season to start I'm glad that Disney Plus likes to only put things in one week at a time because I would have straight went to the next episode I'm not even gonna lie <sighs> 
first before I go into my feedback I gotta tell you <clears throat> um you know how I uh, started calling uh, the baby Yanni so I'm just gonna let you know from from this point on I'm gonna refer to I know they call it the child but I'm gonna call it her she baby Yanni those are gonna be my pronouns and that's gonna be the name that I give it until I'm proven otherwise until they give that baby a real name I am NOT calling it the child but um, I told my son about my theory that um, you know it's a it's gonna be a girl um, assuming that this species could even be a he or she you know they might be unisex they might not have a sex I don't even know how they procreate but I'm just gonna go with it because I think that that's like a contrast <laughs> to you know everybody calling it baby yoda um and yanni is i told like i told you i picked it because it's it's got a y it starts with a y and it's a unisex name um unisex depending on which culture because yanni the puerto rican that i know is a girl but a yanni can also be um uh i don't know south pacific uh asian i think it's what they call them south asian I don't I don't know like from India or Pakistan or something like that I don't remember the exact um, area where I got it from and I just got to be honest with you geography is not my thing um, but I don't want to say Indian because I know that that's like only one group of people um, Pakistan um, Iraq Iran all that all of those areas but I'm gonna go with that name because I love it but I told my son my theory and he be calling it baby Yanni all the time and his friends be like who is that he's like you know from the Mandalorian the the baby baby Yanni like he said and I keep having to tell him like Derek that's not the baby's name like I I made that up like that's what I'm calling it he's like no I think I think you're right I'm like boy do you know how many times I'm wrong with my theories do not go around spreading these rumors um, but I will say that if anything ever goes down, all of a sudden they start calling the baby like Yanni on TV, y'all, we got receipts. <laughs> that was us. <laughs> and I will straight bring that up on everything I ever see. That means somebody's listening to your podcast. Cause I swear when we used to watch, um, black sales <laughs> or there's certain shows, like I'll be reading like a fanfic and I'm like, did they read? Did somebody come up on fanfic and read this and put this in the episode? Because I know with black sales, people used to be writing some good stuff. I'm not saying that they were always like that they like I feel like if they would have went on, you never know. <laughs> but sometimes some of these writers, you're not going to tell me that they don't be going to fanfic because it's free. It's not like you got to pay. It's not like it's copyright. Like, how can you prove that they actually didn't steal it? I'm just saying. Um and I know Luke Arnold used to be snooping because <laughs> some of the things he would say like oh I know Tumblr is uh, on fire right now like so he know he be in these tags making fun of us like you know he used to be in there like whenever um Maddie and Silver were on screen together you know what they you know you know <laughs> um anyway um so let's get into this feedback um Oh my god, I the coos that come out of baby Yanni, I cannot like so cute. She is adorable. When they were <laughs> in that little like fighting ring or whatever, and that little the creature man 
thought he was threatening Mando. You you know she been with her daddy for too long because she know when stuff's about to pop off and she is really quick to put her little her little um hood over her 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 crib like she don't play. <laughs> she be like she be looking at him and like you he has the helmet on so I don't know like we don't know what her powers are maybe she can see through it maybe she sees his face i don't know but like the way she be looking she can feel it oh shit's about to pop off oh let me put this up <laughs> she don't play and they be like yeah and doing it in front of the baby that baby ain't stupid she been with her daddy this whole time she don't play she try to try to mess with him if you want to he will she will lay you out they 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 don't have that like um let me hide you from the real life kind of relationship no yanni know what's up and uh, that relationship i love it um i just i'm so looking forward to this season i hope we i mean i love these adventures that we get to see mando go on but i also want to see some interaction with um him and um yanni i just i, I love their relationship i love that she be just knowing him and like they don't have to talk necessarily they just look at each other and they just know um i also like this new carrier car carrier this new character what was his name kobe vant or something like that you know it takes me at least three episodes to remember people's names so if he ain't in the next couple episodes i don't know what he is um i I like the little sand creature. I like that he went looking for the Mandalorian and it wasn't a real Mandalorian. Because as soon as he went to take his helmet off and he put it on the table, I was like, he is not no Mandalorian. They don't just take their helmet off all willy-nilly in front of just random strangers. So I just didn't know how Mando was going to take it. Like, it's clear that he didn't take that armor off of Mandalorian. Like, it, it is not that easy. And that that armor looked beat to holy hell so i was like it couldn't have been something that they took off of a mandalorian because it still would look somewhat new it looked like it had been through some things so i just assumed he found it i was like but i don't <laughs> i just can't imagine that this is okay because their armor is like sacred and it seems like it's uh made out of a, like an uh some type of metal that's really hard to come by because i just remember he got the metal for his helmet from you know uh collecting uh the baby the first time so and he got a lot of it and they were all really surprised how much he got for it so i know that that armor is precious and it's like a hot commodity not to mention that dude threatened to take mando's <laughs> armor so I knew that he didn't he didn't get it from off of a Mandalorian I was just I guess I never assumed like I know those what do they call them Jabawas they are scavengers so they must have collected it off you know one of the ones that fled from like the end of season one um I I actually liked him in mando's interaction with each other because once they came up to agreement it seemed like they got along pretty well um what is her name is it cara christina what, what was the girl's name from season one that i like i hope we get to see her in the next couple episodes i know she's in season two because i saw some uh like screen uh stills uh what do they call them like those screenshots you know i think they call them stills whatever so i know she's in this season 
um, I just, I miss her. You know, that's my, my girl. Um, <clears throat> I want to see, uh, oh yeah, I forgot our, I do died. I saw this, um, t-shirt that says I have spoken. <laughs> it made me think of you, Christina. Um, I know that was your, that was your dude and that was your favorite line. Matter of fact, I will to send you the link. Maybe that'll be your, uh, birthday gift. Yeah, we'll talk offline. Um, Christmas gift. I don't know. It's at the, the Disney store and they take a uh, hundred years to ship anything. So it'd probably be better off to be a Christmas gift. Anywho, um, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, um, I, that like last scene with that bald guy just staring off at Mando looking all ominous. wonder what that's about. Um, I never like to like uh, assume things, but the fact that he's just watching Mando, I don't think he's a foe. Maybe he's knows something. I don't know. I do hope we get to see some more Mandalorians. We know they uh, took their armor off, so maybe they're trying to blend into society. No one knows what they look like, but maybe Mando would be able to tell from their mannerisms, like who and what they are. <sighs> so yeah, I feel like I rambled enough. I don't know what kind of feedback this was, but we talked a long time ago. I don't know how to give feedback to this unless I'm dragging someone. So this is the best I could do. <laughs> so until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That is Miss Mimi with her feedback. She had me cracking up the whole time because I did catch what they very clearly threw out this episode. Let me see if I can play it. So that happened. I think um, <laughs> we, we might want to tell Derek to stop spreading <laughs> to stop spreading some truths. That, that are definitely untruths. <laughs> they did mention it several times, unfortunately, in this episode that the child, while still not having a name, and I'm sticking with baby Yanni, um, is in fact a he. <laughs> So that that is canon. Um, so the whole time you were like she and she and she, I was like, whoop, that is not the case. There's a little penis down there, if we were to inquire. <laughs> but I'm glad you loved the episode. Everything that you loved about the episode, I loved about the episode. Very intrigued about this. I have spoken, and my heart literally hit a pang when you said it. I was like, no, my bruh. My dude, did anybody give him a proper funeral, man? I feel like we should have poured out more 40s. Ugh. Brought back those memories of, of the past. All right, I'm sleepy. But great feedback. I'm glad we're all on the same page. We love this episode. We love the series being back. Um, I'm pretty sure you didn't say anything else I didn't miss. For the most part i think there was something and i can't remember what you said i don't know if that guy is a mandalorian or if he is not no longer a mandalorian i feel as if the mandalorian really do you know adhere to the creed of you don't take off your helmet so if this isn't a mandalorian it's someone who definitely has walked away from the life which that's interesting as well 
because he definitely seemed to have the weapons of a Mandalorian. Again, blackoakouch at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts, you can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, black or magic. <laughs>